Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, including Steven Universe, Gravity Falls, and Rick and Morty. I'm Dylan Eisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hello. Today, Delaney and I are discussing the latest episode of Rick and Morty, Big Trouble in Little Sanchez. Quality title. <laughs> it actually way. makes sense this time. Okay. For once, we have a sensical, interesting title. Uh, well, it's also referencing a really good movie. So. Yes, as as with every single, you know, Rick and Morty title nowadays. Yes. Movie reference, yeah. Uh, so we, we talk about every episode of Rick and Morty here on the podcast. Um, as always with our Rick and Morty podcast, the content of this podcast might not be suitable for younger audiences, along with the show we are discussing. Uh, but most of our podcasts are not that way. So uh overlyanimated.com is where you can find out everything about this podcast and let's get right into it uh delaney what did you think of big trouble in little sanchez i really enjoyed it i thought it was funny um maybe not necessarily like conceptually because like it's not necessarily the most creative concept um vampires always amuse me so i always appreciate when there's like some form of vampire plot even if it's like barely there and um the b plot in this episode was pretty good and for me, what's the really, like, the jokes were really, like, funny in this episode. Like, I was amused throughout. So maybe not, it might not overall be, like, um, it's not, like, necessarily the best thing ever, but, like, the jokes were really there, and I just, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought this was, I thought it was decent. I think it's yeah. probably, like, a lower-tiered episode this season. Um, it's not very strong conceptually. Yeah, I mean, it, it, as with all Rick and Morty episodes, it starts with the sci-fi concept, um, and then it like builds from there. I don't know if it goes particularly interesting places with the um, kind of consciousness transferred into a clone type of concept. Uh, it's more of it's more like we don't really comment on that sci-fi plot device at all, which is fine. Although it gets pretty pretty great at the end with his other clones. Yeah, um, probably the highlight of the episode, and. Uh, Mostly, I'm kind of, I'm mostly frustrated with the B-plot. I'm I'm officially very frustrated with the Beth and Jerry plots. <laughs> Let's They're put just, it that way. It's just the same thing. We just it's like, it like this might have been the best of this type of plot. Like, it was pretty good. Uh, but I'm very um, done with the troubled like, marriage Beth and Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm done. It's, it's, I don't really know why we need to go to it every time. I mean, uh I feel like I'm. My thoughts on this are echoed. Zach Hanlon on the AV Club um, also is uh, kind of frustrated with these Beth and Jerry plots, um, and it does seem like it's happening kind of every single week. Well, it's uh, kind of like we got to get rid of them, so let's just have them fight about their marriage. Yeah, I think the best episodes of the show for me are ones where they uh, integrate the B plot well with the A plot, or where the B plot is really creative. Uh, like the best two this season were. Uh, the episode four, which didn't really have a separate B plot, is kind of integrated very well. And then, um, I guess last week's with with Summer and the uh, and the car, right? I mean, Jerry Daycare was also quality. Yeah, Jerry Daycare was the one that wasn't about the marriage specifically. Yeah. Um, but basically, I mean, I think Beth and Jerry are the weakest characters on the show, and yes. I think that we should not be focusing on them so heavily, especially this episode, which the B plot isn't really even a B plot. I think we spend as much time on it as the A plot. I mean, I guess I can appreciate. I can appreciate that at least, like, we don't just like get rid of them every time. Like, I mean, we get rid of them, but like they're on screen. It's not like, oh, Beth and Jerry are nowhere. But it's still like, can we figure out something else for them to do? Yeah, 
I, I, I appreciate the show trying to uh, be aware of what's happening. Like at the end of this episode, and one of the strongest moments for me, Rick uh, talks about how uh, there the, the two things are connected and he says they're not not actually they're not actually thematically connected it's just uh yeah and i i I appreciate attempts like this but it also doesn't make up for the fact that you know it's it's there's a problem well then you point it out it's like well then why'd you do that yeah i i think that um the show is learning how to deal with all its characters and how to deal with the a plot b plot structure and I thought it would have figured it out sooner just because this show is so strong out of the bat, uh, but um, out of the box. But it's, um, it, but it, like all TV shows, it's not going to immediately know what to do unless you're Jane the Virgin, I guess, because that's like the only show that is incredibly structurally strong from the beginning that I've seen. But it's, it's, I thought the season, second season would be more um, like an established television show season rather than, you know, still getting its footing. And maybe yeah. we're still, you know, in the beginning stages of the show. And maybe season three is one where we're going to have, um, you know, everything together. Not that the season has not been incredible. Uh, like, I th- there's like at least three or four episodes, which I think are genuinely extremely strong episodes. This is not one of them, but it's also still very good above average television. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll even reach it. Um, I guess we're kind of, I mean, we're in the middle of the season ish right now, but maybe, I mean, maybe even later in the season, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, well, it's that it's, it's crept up on us. There's only three episodes left this season. Oh, uh, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to the count. That's well, right. I mean, I'm only, used to longer seasons. So yeah. Ten. Last, last season was um, 10. It was 11 and this is only 10 and okay. this was episode six. Yeah. Uh, Seven was episode seven yeah yeah so that's the thing where you have to count number 10 even yeah. though it goes, yeah no anyway uh so i mean i'm hoping for great things from in the last three uh just a little frustrated that we keep having the same problems over and over i guess uh and i'm not i mean i'm not convinced that like what i'm saying is is gospel with the show it's possible yeah. that they think that it's a strong it, it's possible that they know that if we didn't incorporate beth and jerry into the episodes and we had too much of just rick stuff then the rick stuff wouldn't be as strong um and it's hard to know that without having actually done it uh and i'm skeptical of that because the few episodes where we haven't been mostly rick have been very good so i don't know well and maybe the next three episodes with beth and jerry will be like incredible and actually i think it's better when um they're all together like when it's i mean like you said like when there's not really a b-plot or like you know when it's incorporated better so maybe we'll go somewhere i mean it's not like it's not like the beth and jerry plots have been like bad this season it's just like in general it's tiring because we've literally had two seasons of this yeah uh but if this is the conclusion to this uh beth and jerry marriage arc then i think it's a strong conclusion uh but i don't know i'm not convinced we also thought it was a conclusion you know when the the apocalypse kind of happened uh yeah so yeah, there have been a few times yeah that also did seem like uh okay uh let's talk the uh this episode specific starting with the a plot i guess so uh like i said this is kind of this uh sci-fi plot device trope of um you know this consciousness transfer into a new body or a clone have you what's your familiarity with this concept and how do you think they approached it um, I mean, they didn't really do anything, like, special with it. Like, I mean, I've watched Star Wars, you know, I mean, we have, I mean, I'm used to clones, <laughs> like, and clone, like, I mean, books. I think it's, yeah, I think it's beyond clones, though. It's like, yeah, this, no. this, like, it's kind of a, um, I don't know, should I, 
what what movie can I say that does this that doesn't spoil? But uh, it's like a Chappie type thing. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. That, or, um, uh, well, I don't even, I can't necessarily think of, like, a particular thing. I don't know. I wasn't shocked. Like, in the world of me being very immersed in sci-fi, this wasn't a new thing to me. Or if I hadn't seen it before, I wasn't surprised that it was a thing. Um, yeah, so how do you, uh, so they kind of introduced this, uh, the whole entire concept pretty, I think pretty interestingly, with Summer just blatantly stating it, right? Um, yeah. Which I think is a good, a good way to introduce the, <laughs> your kind of weird plot devices, because this might be the weirdest plot uh plot concept that the show has done just with rick going into a younger clone of himself right well it just happened so quickly and it was like and it's also wrapped up in like vampires in high school oh are we buffy now it's like they had this entire vampire way to jumpstart the plot and they just put it aside right away yeah i think that's definitely one of the stronger elements of the show it's like doesn't get caught up in um how to logically tie in uh these wacky plots that they want to do it's just like you know, we're smart enough that uh, this is, sh- and the show is smart enough that we can just lampshade it. And then, um, which is like the, which is bringing, pointing something out that they're doing. And then um, just immediately introduce it that way, which I think is uh, is a good thing to do. And I don't, I think that this is one of the stronger elements of the episode. I don't think that this, this is in any way like related to the problems of it. No. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I and, guess. And it makes sense because it's Rick. Like, Rick doesn't make sense. So. <laughs> I mean, the only part that wouldn't make sense is Summer blatantly saying it, right? But Summer's a character also. Oh, Summer's also the perfect character for this because she kind of is inconsistent and nonsensical. Well, and Summer's not like an idiot. (laughs) Yeah, and we've also established she's smart. She just chooses not to like care on occasion. Summer's kind of established as this like very intelligent person who's just chooses to ignore that a lot of the times to be a teenage girl, right? Which is pretty funny concept. Uh, yeah, so I, I guess like conceptually with the consciousness into a clone, it's it's uh, for the most part that's kind of not what the episode is about, right? It's about just Rick um, being this younger Rick. Yeah, uh, they do go kind of interestingly. Granted, like you said, like Summer just like spews it out about you know like the teenager thing and like how it interacts with him being a teenager, which that's that's the most interesting concept of it because like. Um, like I don't, I've never, I haven't encountered something where it's played around with it like that. Because usually something like this happens, and it's more of a young versus old thing, mm. or something's yeah, not quite right. Like I don't know if you've read House of the Scorpion. I have not. Which it's, um, it doesn't have consciousness, but like it's a drug cartel, and this, um, it's a young adult series, and it's, um, it, the drug lord like has created clones of himself to take over his empire, and like the clones are different and things like that. Like you know, the kind of like personality difference between clones. So we kind of get into that a little bit, which is weird because it's like a consciousness consciousness transfer. But yeah, that's, the, the episode, that's about it. Yeah, the episode does something I hadn't seen before, which I thought is it's pretty unique. Like usually the show's sci-fi concepts are just things they're taking an established concept and then we kind of parody it, um, satirize it more accurately yeah. for the show. And in this case, uh, one of the, an interesting element of this uh, this plot that it does is that uh, Rick's like normal Rick's consciousness in the clone is like taken over by this uh right the youthful version of himself and he's like, like he's trapped. not rick yeah that it's 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 in, i i was kind of not um i was kind of thrown off by this at first because like it's obvious what the show's doing but it took me a yeah. little bit to get adjusted to it because uh it's it, I, don't, I feel like this isn't established in the sci-fi canon that i know and this is kind of uh somewhat illogical um 
thing. I mean, granted, you know, consciousness transfer and everything. There's no actual logic to it, but yeah. so that's why we're more accepting of this when it happens. Because like, how does it make sense that the, we're taking what's inside Rick and putting in the new Rick, and then the new Rick is hiding the consciousness of the old Rick? Does that mean the new Rick has his own um, consciousness? I guess so, yeah. right? Yeah, because like, it will. It's because because um, it's not I just mean, like a body; it's a clone. That's yeah, like it's thing. it's Rick. Like in a and um, it's interesting from like that we actually have this interaction of like the clone is its own thing it's its own being even though it's rick but it's a clone and then also how like but there's been things like this before in sci-fi where like you encounter like the difference between like an old mind and a young mind and like how like a transfer like that can like mess somebody up uh what's the movie it's not like the same concept but it's johnny depp and like he's in the computer he's in the computer like he's dying, like he has cancer or something, and I don't he like. Know what movie this is? Oh, it's actually it's rather recent. The Transcendence is that what you mean? Yes, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I've I haven't seen all of it, but like that kind of it's not like the exact same thing, but it kind of reminds me of that, like kind of like what something like that can do to a person, or in this case, the clone, and like Rick's conscious. I don't know. I thought that was interesting, like the young versus old, and like yeah, it's an interesting concept. I guess I, I think the like show's it's a, a... reached the surface of like a deeper meaning of a, like like if this was a serious like you know more serious show and it was like you know an actual like like if it was an episode of Doctor Who and like this would be an interesting concept and it would be explored and like there'd be a lot of depth to it you know like the ramifications of it so that that's kind of something that I kind of suggested which I thought was interesting yeah and that's I think that's one of the stronger elements of the show not that it's ever this to this extent but a lot of the concepts explored in the show could totally just be played straight for a Doctor Who episode oh yeah uh, yeah so it's like we on top it's like on you have these interesting concepts and then on top of that you have the satirization and the humor well, it's like the B plot literally could have been an episode of Doctor. The B plot—that's the other thing. The B plot's concept is—I um, hadn't I think seen it's that. More interesting. It's like I, I feel like I, feel, I think the B plot's concept would be an above-average uh, Doctor Who episode concept. Yes, like like that's the thing. Like uh, taken to its full extent, it would be like a really good episode of Doctor Who. Putting the mind replicator device on the the thing that was created, right? That's super yeah. interesting. And yeah, that was really neat. The problem is, is that uh, it, it's, it happens so fast and it almost doesn't matter. I, it, yeah. I, I ultimately think that that wasn't super strong. The concept is like very strong. Um, and I think if you're someone who's like very into the concepts and stuff that, uh, that uh, this episode might be very good for you. I think I primarily look at the humor from it, I guess. Like, I also love the, like how they, uh, incorporate the concepts into the humor of the show, right? Because that's all kind of tied together. Yeah. But uh, I feel like it was kind of lacking, um, you know, jokes wise and or not jokes wise, but like con- the conceptual absurdity of it. It was kind of played straight, maybe instead of being uh, satirized. Maybe that's it. Like the B plot, uh, it's like absurd because they're using it in t- in terms of their marriage, but it's almost like. The absurd thing is their marriage, not this kind of weird helmet yeah. which creates the things. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's the yeah. I agree. It's maybe, I don't yeah, know. That, maybe that's it. I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway, back to the the a plot is if I can remember where mm-hmm. we're going with it. Uh, but yeah, we have that we have that concept, and I guess the primary thing is from this episode is the whole uh, the the normal old Rick. I know I was gonna say that uh, I think the episode's not super clear with the fact that this is like. Um, a battle between two versions of Rick rather than um, rather than just Rick inhabiting like a husk, right? Like that was kind of my first 
assumption is that even like I know I know they say the word clone, but that's kind of all the explaining they do. And then uh, even the ending, like when they switch, and the ending, it's like the regular Rick takes over. So what happened to the clone Rick? Shouldn't that person still be there? Yeah. Right. And then when they take him out, like it's just collapsed there. Yeah, that doesn't make that much sense either. I think. Yeah, that was, okay. It's very so confusing. I don't think it's just it's just my not immediately understanding because I mean I've seen the episode twice now, and even when I'm watching the second time, I it's, it's still kind of like what's what's happening here logically. It's very it's very unclear. Yeah, and usually I'm fine if it doesn't make a hundred percent sense, but I do think the episode was not funny enough to distract me from the illogicalness of the concept. It was really weird. Yeah, and not in like the usual weird way. And also, like like, the primary humor from the episode is this weird concept too. Like the just the the, I guess if something's going to be the funny, except for the last like three minutes, which I think is very very good. This episode, I think, for like nineteen minutes or eighteen minutes, is like average and then the last three minutes are excellent basically is that i'd say yes um and except for those last three minutes the primary humor comes from uh, once we pass, get past the vampire comes from like rick's uh song and then the dance about uh about uh like the let me out let me yeah. out this is not a dance right and i think that that's uh I, I like i think that's funny and i understand that that's like the highlight but is it like <laughs> well it's like i understand that it's funny? supposed to be funny but it's not like i thought it was funny if that makes sense yeah, I mean, like it's funny. Like it's funny because, like, we're get, uh, we're getting into we're getting into uh, this wasn't that funny. We're talking about something, the humor value of something, which I think is not a good way to approach these episodes. Well, yeah. but like, it's, but but the fact that this I didn't react super relying, strongly to it. You know, like that, that's what I'm saying, yeah. basically. Well, that's the thing. It's like this episode was relying on like the absurdity and the like how funny the concept was, and like when it's not delivering on the jokes that make fun of this. Like, I think I think we can't evaluate in that way because like if it's relying on these jokes that you know, trying to get the concept across. Like, that's why we're, that's the whole point of the episode. Well, yeah. if it doesn't really deliver. Uh, yeah. And so, I don't know. I guess that's where I am with that. So I mean, it's different, than, it's different than, like, a one-line joke being like, oh, that wasn't that funny. But this is, like, these are, like, the concept jokes. And if they're not really funny, then it, like, kind of defeats the purpose of, like, the episode. Yeah. Uh, what were, what are your highlights humor-wise from, or just anything-wise from the A-plot? I mean, the, is the I think the vampire stuff at the beginning was very strong. Um, yeah, the vampire, it was funny. Um, uh, uh, I think something else that the, the uh, there's two things I think the episode does very well in the A-plot. Uh, one is the Rick saying, Tiny Rick, after everything. I think that's Yeah, really no, that good. was funny. I did enjoy that. Tiny yeah, Rick? it's like, that's a Steve Holt type thing, for yeah. sure, from Arrested Development. And I mean, it's And the other thing I think that the, is very strong about the A-plot, once we get past the vampire stuff, is uh, the uh, ign- everyone acknowledging um that tiny rick is just old rick inside a tiny clone of himself's body i think that was very good like i I feel like they could have um used that better like that's a really strong concept like everyone just like it's like okay how are we going to approach and jessica's uh, like yeah it's cool yeah that line that line with jessica and she's like to like cool rick uh uh, morty just tells her everything (laughs) that i'm shading and then she's like cool and then it also happens with uh principal vagina later with uh (laughs) him just being very genuine it's like we're gonna have to uh uh, expel you on this one tr yeah we can't have students killing teachers yeah (laughs) that was really yeah that was really good i can i feel like that's really strong a really strong concept i don't know if they necessarily get the mileage out of it that they could have which i feel like is a pretty good summary of this episode in general like there's a lot it's pretty strong conceptually in a lot of ways but ultimately i thought it was maybe the um this is what the seventh episode this season i thought it was maybe the fifth or sixth funniest episode this season right so i feel like um we're not getting mileage out of our concepts which is um 
uh, I don't know whose fault that is. The episode specific writer, maybe. I mean, uh, this each each uh, episode of Rick and Morty has kind of a different writer credited who's not Justin Roiland, and I feel like Justin Roiland's probably really involved in um, every episode. And you'd say Dan Harmon too, but I, Dan Harmon was not in the writers' room uh, past like the first episode this season. Um, which you could say, which you could look to to maybe being a problem if just if Dan Harmon was in the writers' room for the first season. Um, you're not as familiar with Dan Harmon, but he's super super funny guy, community creator, and uh, uh, it's if he wasn't there this season, you could see them kind of maybe struggling to achieve the consistency of the previous one. Um, but I feel like it's more of a collaborative room anyway. But anyway, yeah, that was kind of a tangent. But uh, it, uh, yeah, basically, we, I don't think this episode gets the mileage out of its its concepts uh, that much. No. But I, I did like the prince, the principal vagina thing. I did like uh, uh, Jessica's comments, Morty, yeah. and uh, who the the heartthrob guy. Um, what's his and name? Toby's Toby's bro crush. Toby's bro crush. On Toby Tiny Matthews, Rick. yeah, on Tiny yeah. Rick. Toby Matthews, I did not notice this during the episode. Toby Matthews is voiced by, do you know, Alex Hirsch, the creator of Gravity oh, Falls. Oh, I didn't yeah, notice. I, he sounded familiar, but I didn't like notice. I didn't. Like, I didn't notice. Yeah, it's, like, I didn't that's pretty place great. It. Uh, yeah. So that's funny. Yeah, I liked the the. We talked about the principal or anything. The dance. Uh, so I, I do like the let me out dance. I think it's a funny concept. Uh, the thing coming out as teen angst. Well, yeah, um, that's 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 what's funny about it, is the teen angst, but like we do it. Oh twice. yeah, you mentioned like, you mentioned that this is like the uh, how it relates to the teenager thing, right? That's 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 what that's what interests me about the concept and like the okay the okay I wasn't really I didn't really like think except for like the two things you said about the a plot being like really funny, but like I when they when she when Summer put the earbuds in like I was that was really funny like listen to this music and. <laughs> like yeah sad like i was like oh he's like i'm like it's gonna be like my kim and like you're just gonna feel bad about yourself and like listen to this music like i thought that was funny yeah i think that's an interesting concept i'm not i'm not um convinced it's a strong one i, I feel like this is kind of more of a typical thing right like which the, is, i mean just paradise it's just like a parody of teen angst which is like that's all i mean i don't want to say it's always funny but like it's generally entertaining it's like i feel like it's this is trying to satirize the concept the the concept that teenagers are dominated by their like angstiness and by yeah. their love of high school. Right. And stuff like yeah. that. Um, but I don't think it achieved, like I'm giving it the credit of that because if it's just playing that for straight, uh, then I don't think it's that strong. Like uh, credit, credit to um, Zach Anlon on the AV club review. He basically, it's like, I don't really connect with this whole teenager thing. Cause like when I was a teenager, I wasn't like this. Um, and it's like something a lot of shows do. It's like boiling being a teenager down to this like teenage yeah. and to like this love of high school type thing, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, which is why it's kind of funny though, is because we take Rick, who is like this like atheist, like really yeah. um like skeptical and sarcastic and just like brutal old man, and then he becomes the most popular kid at the high school. Like, yeah, it's it's that's, it's, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. And, like, I do think that we can take that as a commentary on, like, you know, high school and, like, things, which I thought was entertaining. Like, yeah, like, I, I take it as a commentary on, like, the perception of high school yeah, the, and, like, yeah, that's movies what I meant, more like, than, the commentary on the perception. Yeah. Uh, which I think is good, I guess. I, I don't... It's, it's an interesting... Really, it's really interesting combining that with this uh, consciousness transfer type thing. Yeah. And we haven't really played around too much with, like, Morty's high school. Like, we've been there and, like, we've had things happen, but we haven't really, like... Aside from, like, Morty's crush on... Um, Jessica, like we haven't really like explored a lot of like the usual like high school things, which yeah. is good. So it's kind of like it's interesting. 
So we've summers crushed this time, which is fine. Nothing they do with that is super. They don't really do anything. They don't do it. Like it, the the constant commentary, like commentary on her shirt, cracks me up. Because it's the same shirt, like yeah. <laughs> two days in a row. Yeah, it's, I thought that was it's good. It's so good. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll come back. Now let's let's talk. Um. Okay. Quickly, the vampire stuff, because then we get the. Uh, the stinger. The stinger is so good. The stinger is really good. It's yeah, so good. like so. Like I j- actually do think the last three minutes of this episode are like, typical, co- like I, the I, best I, of Rick and Morty. I snorted about at Coach. Um, Coach Veratu. Like yeah. I was like, oh my god. His real name is uh, ba- Alec. Uh, what I, I don't know. I wrote it down. Really or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he's like, why the fuck would he name him <laughs> himself after a famous vampire movie? Was he doing a bit? Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> like, great. It's really funny. When's a vampire pretending to be when's a, when is a vampire pretending to be a human? He can just name himself Alan Jefferson or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> and then he like good. bites the woman at the end. It was pretty. Yeah, a really strong stinger. No, that was really, I really enjoyed. Yeah, that. Yeah, and then the other like super highlight of the episode is Rick uh, coming back and he's like, I guess uh, Project um, Operation Phoenix is not the fallback I thought it'd be, and then he just goes down and just murders all these clones of himself. It's that was wonderful. Yeah. It's like those two moments I think are really funny, and the rest of the episode. And he does, it, and then he does everything like nude, and he's just like yeah, and then he's nude at all at the end so too. Great. That was really good. And what's really funny is because more, the funniest part to me is Morty and Summer are like they're not upset that he's killing the clones. They're like, can you please go put on some clothes? Like the entire time, <laughs> just like go get dressed, and like he's brutally murdering himself, and they're just like, please go put on some clothes. Please go put on some clothes. Yeah, that's like, pretty great. Like it's it was really great. Yeah. Really so yeah, last it. last three minutes really strong. Yeah. yeah it's no, just so I, I don't think anything previous that measures up to it though. No. Yeah, and I, I think agree. the vampire stuff in the beginning was was pretty good though. It's like it's obviously a vampire. Uh, <laughs> vampires are real. Yes, yeah, summer. It's a big universe. Get used to it. I love Morty being snu- smug Morty, about. Oh yeah. my god! I just like Morty being just, snu- smug about going on adventures with Rick is great. Or yeah, yeah with Rick such, is great. He's such a little Rick. Like that's he's tiny. <laughs> he's tiny. Rick, he is tiny like, Rick. That's true. Just like man, Morty. We're all gonna... Oh, and when he kept coming back, and he was like, "Put your shit in the backpack." And like... Oh yeah, the yeah. What do you think oh, of the man. get? What do you think of the get your shit together thing by uh, by Morty? Remember at one point to Summer when uh, he's chastising her. There's this whole yeah. like thirty second thing with the yeah. get. Your I shit thought together. it was funny because like I don't know that that's always funny. Like he keeps coming back. I don't know if Justin Roiland was improving that or not, but it was it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also at the beginning, uh, we're all gonna die one day. Possibly by a vampire, more likely by uh, automobile accident, uh, a heart car attack. accident, yeah, or, or heart attack, uh, but possibly by a vampire. Yeah, I yeah. love I love Rick. Um, just kind of, he, he's more interested in egging them on than um, than like yeah. being lot super logical about things, which is funny. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk the B plot. Uh, so, like we said, this concept is uh, it's really really interesting. Like actually, so they're creating these um, that's these uh. Artificial biological life of their perceptions of things, their unconscious, unhealthy thoughts, uh, says um, the leader of the couples therapy, voiced by Jim Rash, who is the dean on Community, who's wonderful, and um, the they call them mythologues, I think, right? Yeah. At one point, which is interesting. I, I I love that. That's great. Mythology of a show, yeah. calling it mythologues. Yes. I'm into that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I like it. Uh, so what do you say? So yeah, this concept, we think it's really interesting. What do you like? I feel like it takes, uh, the B plot a while to get anywhere. Um, yes. like it was genuinely, there actually no like, uh, humor beats for a while. Kind of, uh, like there are maybe some like subtle ones, but like for a while, this is just, I mean, um, the funniest line for me in this episode is when, I mean, they're not even there yet. And he, uh, this is just a little line. It's not even that funny. 
you probably will be like, really? That's your favorite? It's uh, when Jerry's like, if the shoe fits, she's like, my foot fits up your ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That cracked me up. I did. No, I did like that. I I didn't have that on I was like, that's my favorite line. Mm -hmm. And like, that was it. That's like the only humor beat for a while in that plot. Yeah. And um, I mean, I thought it it did take a while to get there, but it was still interesting, which is like, which is interesting i didn't want i didn't mean to use that word twice but uh because you know usually the show i mean is carried by like the humor based on the concept and it's just kind of like this is weird though i think the um what's funny though is like this the b plot is very visual because it's like the whole point is that like there are these ridiculous like representations of jerry and beth and i think it does deliver on that part though even though like there's it takes a little bit for it to get there but like the mythologues themselves like stand alone. It's like that, like like they. I think they took this concept to the extent that like Rick and Morty ever takes like concept well. Like they took it well to like the extent it needed to be for this episode. I I, I agree. I like this. This does something that I often criticize the show for not doing, which is just taking its concepts to the most absurd, like logical uh, extreme. Um, yeah. And it, they actually do it here, but I still don't think it succeeds. I'm not entirely sure why. Well, I think it has to do with the fact that they're mythologues, and like at the front, you're told that like these are ridiculous, and like, hmm. and like even like the therapist is like, you know, this isn't really what it is, like, and that's kind of the point. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I what do you think of these mythologues? Like, they, just the concept of Jerry's mythologue being this like <laughs> super submissive kind of timid thing, and then I that, mean, it makes. It makes, it makes sense. sense. And then Beth Smith's like being like super dominating, all powerful being. And of it's... course, like it's satire and these are exaggerated anyway, but like these are, this, this is actually, I think, relatable. Yeah. Like, which is interesting because like usually when you'd approach a concept like this, it'd be about yourself, but no, we're actually talking about a character and what they think of another character and seeing that, which that's, I don't necessarily, I don't think that's done a lot, if at all. Cause you know, usually you focus more on like how someone perceives themselves. Like, yeah. So. I do think that's interesting, and I don't know, like, they're, at least, like, I accept, like, this is realistic. Like, it makes sense. It's certainly how they act towards each other. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense within the show. I just, I don't necessarily find the mythologues super, super funny. Uh, the oh, I thought, I mean. Also, I, like, they're codependent. I mean, okay, I don't know. That jo- that jo- I did, that was, I did think that was funny. You did, like, you like that one? Okay. I, I, I could see that being yeah I, I, like it was, I mean it was just it. funny they're codependent like that was that was funny yeah i mean i don't necessarily I think know a, a lot of that humor was like the line delivery <laughs> oh yeah no yeah that was i i agree jim jim rash nailed that one uh yeah, he, he's very really good. good if you watch community you'd love jim rash yeah and uh it's it's uh i uh so like i think this plot gets interesting once we get to the um i mean it's kind of annoying in like the way that like Beth is like the super scary monster. Okay, one thing I do is they are constantly doing any if any time Jerry is calling any form of Beth bitch, right? It's that yeah. like I've meant I've said this before. Like, using that word about a woman is just going to instantly piss me off. And it's like he yeah. says monster or bitch or whatever at the end about the yeah. mythologue, and it's super annoying. Um, and it's just not endearing. And it's like I think Jerry's supposed to be an endearing character, but like when he does stuff like that, he's absolutely not yeah. endearing. Um, and that just reminds you that the show is, you know, created by men, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, and like, I'm all about the reclamation of the word, but in this case, it's not. They're playing it straight. I don't think they're. I don't yeah. think they're satirizing it. No, At least that not. seems like to me. I mean, yeah, uh, no. So I think that the plot gets interesting once we start um, uh, getting involving the uh, device again, right? Is that is that when it gets there for you? If, like once we start uh, putting people under the uh, mythologue device and. Um, yeah. 
like that uh like well, it's just gory up until that point it is. yeah there's like, there's like a genuinely genuine two minute action sequence which isn't yeah. funny and um not that it wasn't trying to be that's what I, that's the interesting yeah. thing yeah it was just like having an action sequence the show does do that like very occasionally so it's always yes. surprising when it happens when we just have a well, it's like when morty sequence. and like the magical fart and like just demolished granted it was funny too but that episode succeeded more in that i think um but then when we get uh the helmet uh on Beth, and then she sees Jerry trying to save her, and then the the awesome Jerry's are created. The, mus- the muscular Jerry. Yeah, but then Jerry like notices it, and then she <laughs> yeah. uh, and then she that's, makes that's the really pompous good. Jerry's. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. No, that was I really like yeah. that. Uh, and then the entire thing of placing the helmet on the uh, one of the muscular Jerry's, and then goddess Beth happening. Like yeah. I, it, that's the thing. It wasn't very funny, but I think it was an interesting uh, conceptually conceptually interesting way to end it. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't uh, necessarily like. When I said, I don't like I don't I thought the B plot was funnier than the A plot and I, but but you know when you think about it like there, it was really just like one liners. Yeah, I, I guess I thought the A plot was funnier. The B plot was more conceptually interesting. I don't know. I, don't um, know. I just like like Beth is just the sassiest character, and I just enjoy Beth and yeah. everything she says. Yeah. Anything else from the B plot? don't think so like it's just it was just a really interesting concept yeah i don't i one thing is i didn't love that they didn't give jim rash more humor wise to do like i feel like this the b-plot gets funny when jim rash leaves um yeah, like the therapist was like nothing and he, he most there. of his lines were just expositional and i feel like we're kind of yeah. wasting jim rash out. but they before they did it with keith david where they had him in two episodes so maybe we'll get another jim rash episode yeah. i'm not sure uh okay so yeah i looking back on the episode now that we've talked about it for half an hour i feel like it's it seems extremely conceptually strong. Maybe it's just we had yes. good analysis this time, but uh, we kind of like arrived at a lot of interesting conceptual elements to the show. And um, so that makes me maybe be higher on it than I previously would have thought. But I guess if I'm ranking the episodes of the season um, for uh, with the total recall, um, then like either two or six, which are kind of tied for me. Yeah. And then um, one uh what's the i forget the uh then it's like okay the weakest ones are three and five right and so i feel like this is above three and five but below the rest of them well i have to remember I, there's one of them i disagree with you on and i'm trying to remember which one it is i don't remember because i'm really better at remembering three i think you like episodes. three better than i did three is oh, the wait, one is where three, he um, yeah where he like tries to kill himself at the end yeah yeah so do you think this is better or worse than that episode this is worse than that episode. Okay, I think it's better. Like, because I, I actually, min- I actually was going to mention that when we were talking about the last few minutes, because I was going to make the comparison that like that episode is stronger overall than with the three minutes, and this one is like the overall episode is weak, but the three minutes are really good, so that's why this one is worse than that one because that episode is actually like still consistently. I think I like I enjoyed it. I think overall. I think this episode is more consistent than that one. I kind of yeah. I'm well, conceptually, this episode I think might be even humor humor wise. I, I think. I f- they're similar both episodes of interesting concept this one has yes. more concept and interesting well this one this one follows through more with the concept in b plot yeah all right uh let, uh, let us know what you think of this one i'm i, I think most people and on the av club they gave this a uh uh b plus i think yeah i'd probably give it a b not a B yeah plus. like it's not like i mean i liked it but it's not like but I think and it's I the general really, right range. Yeah, and I really just liked the B plot concept. Like the A plot, I mean, it was fine, but 
like i don't know but we're talking about this being one of the weaker episodes of the show and we got um we talked we just kind of praised it for its originality for a lot uh so yeah. even the you know one of the lesser episodes or so is still incredibly interesting yeah um yeah i just don't think it comes together particularly great no. right. okay it's yeah the concepts are there just maybe not execution yeah I'm Dylan Heiss, and that's Lenny Stilwell. You can find all of us, uh, all of our stuff on overlyanimated.com. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel now. You can check out um, mm-hmm. Overly Animated Podcast, I think, at YouTube. You can find the link at, you can find the link at overlyanimated.com. I have the link to the YouTube there. And uh, we're posting all the ones there. So we'll continue with our Rick and Morty episode discussions um, this uh the following week uh if you like these kind of adult uh humor shows that are animated we are covering probably uh moonbeam city which comes out on comedy central on wednesday we'll have a podcast up on the first episode of moonbeam city on wednesday the first episode is out already i'm um, so about 80s cop shows yeah yes. so Delaney's about to watch it already watched it it's very good so check that out on wednesday on overlyanimated.com and thanks for listening guys we'll see you next time bye bye